Welcome back to Trans Connections. Allison here, and I am totally fangirling it up for my guest today. I cannot tell you how excited I am to have her on. We both started transitioning right around the same time, and for me at least, she has become a bit of a social media celebrity. Let's go ahead and get started. Why don't you introduce yourself? I am super excited to be on the show. Thank you. Hi, my name is Billy. I am a 36-year-old trans woman who lives in Canada, and I am currently residing in what is known as Treaty 7 territories, if we're acknowledging the, the land that we come from. Um, I am obviously, I'm a, not obviously, because you can't see what my face looks like, but I'm descended from colonizers, and so I'm constantly battling with like how to live on the land and be respectful of the people who came for us and doing a lot of reconciliation because it's tough this is getting away from me so i'm going to transition away haha there's a little transition joke but anyway hi my name is billy this is the most awkward thing i've ever done now um but (laughs) it's a great pleasure to be on your show and it's nice to see you allison hello wow very nice to meet you billy (laughs) <laughs> no worries i appreciate you coming on um this show is all about <laughs> sorry talked over you. <laughs> uh, that's all right all right so i i really appreciate you coming on like i said i've i've been following you for uh most of my transition i think i found you almost immediately when i started um just searching for transgender people on instagram uh, wow. And I don't know why, but I connected pretty quickly. And the more that I started uh, just observing and being that silent watcher uh, that so many people are on Instagram, I discovered that I really felt you were authentic, and I really appreciated oh. it. So uh, it was a nice, um, nice option for me to kind of just see someone else going through very similar things that I was going through in the moment, uh, whether it be trying to get HRT um, or going through surgery prep, all of those types of things. So it was very nice to be able to see that. So I appreciate you coming on. (laughs) I'm excited to have you on. Um, Before we started, we were talking about shopping. Uh, I certainly appreciate shopping, but not as much as uh, other trans women do or women in general. Um, I certainly do like going out, though, and and going clothes shopping. I know you just finished Mm -hmm. your June dresses. I did, yeah. Um, which I thought was kind of cool, showing all of the different dresses. That was a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, that was a great fun time uh, in June. I've I've really sort of, you know, gone through the gamut of before transition just being like, I guess clothing is something I have to wear so I don't get arrested when I go outside. Don't really care what it is or what it looks like. I was forever in a graphic, you know, a graphic tee blue jeans and i always was that person who's like i don't care about shopping and it was really just a lot of like me hiding like jealousy and dysphoria and 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 not really admitting uh what i you know the desires of my heart as it were to to be who i really was and since i came out it's just been such a a whirlwind of figuring out like you know different styles different types of looks different you know, colors and patterns and um, cuts of things. And it's been a lot of fun. And and dresses were something that I gravitated to quite early on because they were a little bit more forgiving. I found as I was sort of, you know, waiting for HRT to do its thing. And then especially it lined up really nicely with this June, recovering from a surgery, it 
was very nice to just like be comfortable in uh, a dress and I have some pretty cute ones I think and I'm always looking out for more cute dresses very nice I only own two dresses I think the first one I bought was almost immediately before I actually started going I quote unquote full time I don't I'm not sure if that's really the right way to I say I hate saying that but um that's just how it like the only way I can know to describe it um yeah when I came out at work and was allowed to live myself authentically all the time um mm-hmm. I bought the dress literally right before that and I I can't wear it to work because we have a dress code at work but um I've worn it a few times and then I found another one Goodwill best place to go mm-hmm. shopping ever um right. and I've worn it a few times, but aside from that, like dresses just, I've always been, so I always wore blue jeans and a t-shirt before, and I love wearing blue jeans still. They fit so much better now, though. <laughs> yes. It's it's worth it to lose the pockets, I'd say. Although sometimes I'm like, damn it. No pockets. I, <laughs> I, do, I do find myself wishing I had pockets. Uh, <laughs> the back pocket is nice, but it you can only put so much in there. And when you yeah. take up one of them with a cell phone, it makes it that much harder. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So what types of experiences uh, have you had uh, with shopping? We were talking a little bit about shopping um, before we, we started recording here. What kind of experiences to, have you had with shopping? I feel very lucky to uh, – hang on. I'm getting a weird buzz from somewhere downstairs, so I have to go sort that out. Um, you'll have to edit this chunk out. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm back. There's a super old fridge that, like, kicked on and was just like, so maybe this (laughs) all gets left in as a wonderful Easter egg for the listeners. But to answer your question about shopping, I've had very good experiences so far. I've been very lucky to have not encountered any sort of avert transphobia or, um, you know, discrimination while I was out and about. And one of the first times I went shopping, actually, you told a story off air about a friend taking you shopping and how, you know, exciting it was and just sort of kind of whirlwind it was. And I had a very similar experience. I matched up with this gal through Skipping Stone, which is actually the place I fundraised for for June dresses. It's a local Calgary based um foundation that helps trans people and their families find find resources and get connections to a whole bunch of different things but we can talk about them a little bit later maybe if you want but i met up with this lady who took me out shopping for my first time and she was just like we have a little bit of budget for clothing we're going to go to a couple thrift stores and we're just going to try stuff on And she kind of just took me through whirlwind style was like, here's how you do it. You're going to grab stuff. And even if you think you maybe don't like it, you're just going to grab it as a maybe. And then when you try it on, you can decide it's a no. And, you know, she was so great. And she just like kept, you know, shoving 
clothing through the little door, little changing stall being like, try this on, try this on. I think this will be good. Do you like this? Uh, you don't like this, do you? And I'll be like, I was just so like blown away that she just like sort of swept me up, took me around and made me feel super comfortable. And it was just like the, the discomfort of going into a store by myself. That was really, I was really worried about that. And she I just was like, okay, I'm just going to follow her around and she's going to be great. And I got a bunch of, items some that i liked right away and some that i was like i don't really know but i was glad i kept because later on as hrt did its slow sort of magic they fit a little bit differently and it was like oh wait i like all these things and so that's probably one of my favorite shopping experiences was one of my first ones and i'm so grateful to you know skipping stone for hooking me up with this gal who's um you know just just made it such a wonderful and affirming experience i think everyone should get that <laughs> that that is such an awesome story um i very similar story my friend i had a friend that she was like the first person that i came out to and unfortunately me and her are not friends any longer uh but she literally was such a big part of my early on transition uh, and she literally, we, she called me up like two days after I came out to her and was like, Hey, I'm going to get my nails done and you're coming with me. And <laughs> she said before that, like, Hey, you're going to come over here. We've got our appointment at this time. And then, so I showed up an hour and a half before, cause that's when she said to come over to her house. I showed up and then she was like, all right, we're going to Goodwill. Cause I want to go shopping and you need some clothes. And... <laughs> literally did the exact same thing, just, like, started handing me stuff. I had absolutely no idea what I was looking for. I still didn't know what my style was. Uh, I was looking for a style, I guess. And so she just was like, you're going to try on all of this stuff. And maybe you'll like some of it, maybe you won't. And a lot of it you're going to just buy because I tell you you're going to buy it. And (laughs) um, then if you never wear it, then it didn't cost you anything because it's Goodwill and it probably costs, like, $3 anyways. And you can always go donate it again anyway. So it was Mm. such a great experience. And she did the same thing, just throwing stuff at me uh, and telling me to try it on. I wasn't allowed to say no to anything. Uh, And it was a great experience. I've been back to Goodwill many times since. Uh, A lot of the stuff from that first day I've never worn again just because it wasn't my style. But I got to learn that it wasn't my style and decide what I wanted to from there so yeah totally great experience and same idea not a single person in the goodwill uh ever looked at me uh it's such a great experience uh for my first time going out and shopping for myself and i think goodwill or any thrift store in general is a great place to go for those types that type of clothing shopping i mean besides the fact that uh most people go like halloween shopping and such at (laughs) thrift stores like that and oftentimes they're buying clothes for the opposite gender um during that time frame so i think that like it just is the normal idea uh in a lot of places like a goodwill or any thrift store in general uh do you have any other stories about shopping or any other experiences with like even later on um with shopping or being out or anything in that general general idea I, yes, I went out shopping a couple of times 
the first time I went out by myself, I had a tiny little mini panic attack because I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing and it's so crowded. And this was before COVID times. So it was just like a normal being in a crowded store panic attack and not a, a COVID flavored one. And I was just, I, I went in mm. and grabbed like a couple things and then just like bailed. Um, and, and I just remember feeling like, why did I get so nervous? Why was it so awkward? And I just had to, I just had to build my own confidence and kind of go back in and like test the waters again. And I, you know, I just, I just tried and I just went a couple times more and it took me a long time to get comfortable going in by myself. Uh, you know, I, I had a couple of times where the palms are all sweaty. I was nervous. Um, I'm about to start devolving into Eminem lyrics if I keep going on this metaphor, so I'll, I'll abandon it. But I am just, <laughs> you know, I was, I was just like, I had to, I had to get over that fear and it took me a couple tries, but I ended up doing it. And now I like have no compunction. I'll just like walk into any old store and be like, I prefer to like browse on my own. I'm still a little bit hesitant to have like a stranger help me or like, can I help you find anything? I'm just like, Oh no, I'm just browsing. Thanks. And uh, you know, but I just, that's just mostly when I'm shopping, it's not a social experience with, with people for me. I'm just like, I want to get in and, and, and do it at my own pace. Uh, unless I go with like a group of people. So, um, I think the, the lesson that I learned from clothes shopping and from thrifting and from looking through donations and stuff is that even if you look through a bunch of clothes and you find nothing you like, you find absolutely zero items, then that still helps you narrow down the, you know, the search terms of what your style is, where it's like, oh, actually this color does not work for me. So I will, I will maybe edit out this color from what I, what I search for, or, or you know, what? I like the way this pattern looks at me, but I don't like the cut of this thing. And so I can look for this pattern in a different cut. And I found that also keeping an eye on other people, especially we talked about Instagram earlier, like looking at what people are posting for outfits and thinking like, Oh, is that something I would like? Is that, is that type of dress something I like? I like her style. I don't like that person's style just sort of helps you, helps you narrow down the focus and it takes a while, but it can be fun to do it. Yeah. I would agree with that a hundred percent. Like I said, the first I think it was like five or six items that I purchased. I don't wear anymore. They're still mm -hmm. in my closet. I don't know <laughs> if they're more of like a reminder to myself of that's not my style or if it's like nostalgia, like, oh, those were the first items I bought mm -hmm. for myself. Uh, and so I just don't want to get rid of them. Either way, like, it's a really great, great learning experience for yourself. And that was what my friend told me too. Like, don't, don't worry about whatever you're looking at. Like, you still need to figure out what your style is. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with figuring that out. I think most women are changing their style every single time they go shopping. So uh, <laughs> Absolutely. just welcome to the club at that point. Yeah. And if you see, you know, you see somebody looking great, you want to copy their outfit a bit. And so you look for that outfit and maybe that doesn't look good on you, but it looked good on them. And you have to keep boiling down your preferences until you get what you get. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I love that. You talked about your sweaty palms. I had the same <laughs> same experience the first few times. I think I intentionally went grocery shopping, to be honest, the first few times mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. went out by myself because uh, I could go to a grocery store that I knew I would not run into anyone I knew, and I could literally just be focused on getting 
a few fruits and vegetables and some some uh, lunch meat or whatever for the week and then go home and not have right. to make it a long trip shopping or trying things on or anything like that. Mm. Be very, very nondescript about what I was doing or who I was. Uh, and that gave me the confidence to be able to go into a, a like women's um, clothing store or the women's section of any store and feel comfortable shopping there. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly had my, my fair share of weird looks the first few times, but after that, when I realized nobody was actually going to say anything or do anything about it, they were just trying to understand what was happening. Before long, it like they very quickly went to the back of my mind, and it didn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. I do remember I had to go wedding shopping. One of my uh, best friends was getting married, and him and his... Um, fiance at the time, now wife, uh, had I'd come out to them before he asked me to be in his wedding, mm, mm-hmm. and then he asked me to be in his wedding, and from the very beginning, it was, how do you want me, like, I'm not out yet, like, I literally just came out to you, like, the whole world doesn't know who I am yet, mm-hmm. and it's your wedding, how do you want me to, to dress, how do you want me to present, I will do whatever you want me to do. And they were super supportive. They literally told me, do whatever you want, like whatever, however you feel comfortable. Uh, so I had to go we- wedding dress dra- shopping. I had no idea what I was doing. I'd never been like remotely close to dress shopping, let alone right? like <laughs> being like uh, groomsmaid, I think is what they're called. Um, like standing next to my, my best friend up at the uh, up on the altar, essentially, and uh, super supportive. Um, his wife, Kristen, literally, uh, told me, take photos and send them to me and I will help you out while, even though she was in Colorado and I was in Texas, uh, she was super supportive and extremely friendly and, and made it so easy for me to be able to find a dress that would fit in her wedding. Um, and she didn't care what other people thought while I was up there, um, supporting them getting, getting married. Oh, I love that. And like, that was such a great experience. I think I walked into, walked into Nordstrom. And I will support Nordstrom till the day I die because of this specific experience. But not a single person in there had any issues whatsoever. They did my first bra fitting for that uh, for that dress. Oh, wow. They did helped me find a dress that would fit perfectly. They let me try on multiple dresses in their fitting room without any questions or concerns. Brought in several different people to help me out, um, and not and like I said, not a single person said anything whatsoever. They were so supportive. I love that, uh, and I I will a hundred percent be a supporter of Nordstrom from here on out because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely great experience for my dress shopping. I love that, and I wish you know I when you told me that story, I you can hear it on the tape, but I was like, oh wow, that's amazing, and then I was I just had a, this thought in my head where it's like. I wish that more places were like that. Like, cause that should be the normal thing that shouldn't have to be amazing. And it's great that Nordstrom did that for you. I'll happily buzz market them, <laughs> you know, on your show. Um, if you want to be sponsored Nordstrom, <laughs> you know where to, you know where to look us up. Um, but <laughs> just, just the fact that like, yeah, you know, the idea that clothing should have no gender. And if people are wanting to buy anything, anyone should be able to walk in and buy any type of clothing that fits them. And I think that's the way it's starting to trend, but it, there's still such a long way to go. And it's so like, you know, I, I long for the days when somebody can tell a story, no matter what their gender presentation and be like, I went into X store and bought Y piece of clothes. And that's the end of my story. Cause I was just shopping. What's new with you? You know, like, but it's still at that stage where 
we we remark about all the little tiny times we get affirmed or we get accepted and i just long for the better future as as we're building it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i i think we have a very long ways to go but i do i look for forward to the days of I bought this dress for a wedding and then that's the end of the story. And it's not like, man, I support Nordstrom so much because they had no problem supporting me. Like Nordstrom supports everybody and that's the end of it. And it doesn't matter what store you walk into, like they're going to support you. Who cares? Like that's Mm -hmm. not the point of the story. (laughs) Whereas in my story, that literally is the point of the story that like these people did a great thing to be able to help me feel comfortable in a really uncomfortable situation. Uh, and not just uncomfortable for me, but I'm sure it wasn't comfortable for them either in that moment. Like, here's a, a young woman who has no idea what she's doing. And I'm literally was 30 years old at that oh, time. Wow. Like, yeah. I'm not a teenager and I'm acting like a teenager <laughs> having never had like a bra fitting even mm-hmm. uh, at 30 years old. And so like, that certainly isn't a normal interaction for them, I'm sure. Uh, and so it was great that they just like they acted as if it was um, throughout the whole interaction and I felt like when I walked out of there I had no problem I'm pretty sure I spent like $200 more than I wanted to on a dress (laughs) and I just was like I just appreciate this this interaction so much and like I don't have to go play the the game and see if I get lucky again Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I had a similar experience with a store called Simon's here in in Canada I think it's Canada wide. It doesn't matter. But I like very, very early on, it must have been like a week after I came out. So I came out in December 2018 and I did not start hormones until November 2019. So it was almost a whole year before I started hormones. I went into Simon's a week or so after I came out and just like bought a couple things. And it was, it was, it was one of those very tense, sweaty palms time. And I went in and everyone was super nice. They didn't, blink at me when I was in the women's section or I needed to use the change room and it was like such a great experience that I emailed Simon's after like I went to their you know website leave a comment or whatever and I just sent them an email being like thank you for being so supportive and it was just like I don't know because maybe maybe stores just need to hear when it is a very positive and affirming experience so that they're like hey let's do more (laughs) let's do that let's do that more Absolutely. I mean, I I have heard horror stories at like Victoria's Secret um, of people walking in, like trans women walking in and being told that they can't try on bras even at Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret because they, they Victoria's Secret has this really strict no men policy, even though a trans woman isn't a uh, isn't a man, uh, and that's like you know it's a really scary thing to walk in and say hey i want to try on these clothes mm. and you don't know if they're going to treat you like they treat every other woman or if they're going to treat you as if you're different than every other woman right uh and that is a really scary thing i personally have never had a bad experience at victoria's secret either i've heard really bad things but maybe i'm just fortunate and i'm able to pass enough that they don't question it mm-hmm. um but i i have heard horror stories uh in different places and that is like you never know walking into a store how that's going to be. Um, so it's nice that every time I walk in and I don't have an issue, it just like builds that confidence just a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, to the point where now I'm very much like nothing's going to happen. I'm not worried about it. I love that. That's so good. I'm less like on edge of 
what's going to happen today and more on edge of, man, I hope I get what I want and not, <laughs> yeah. not you know, the normal person thoughts. There's times when you go... Can I find what I need today? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Hopefully. hopefully. Sometimes you go in and you get nothing and you're just like, I hate every piece of clothes that's ever been made. And I feel gross and I don't like shopping anymore. And then like the next day you're like, but maybe I could buy something nice. <laughs> you know, hope springs eternal. <laughs> I guess I'll try again. <laughs> try and try again. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know that I've ever gone out of my way. I probably should do that more frequently to tell people, tell different companies that I've had a great experience with them uh, or their employees. Mm -hmm. I certainly haven't. Um, <coughs> I should, though, because it probably brings recognition. Um, I know at work when people do that, we appreciate it um, as a manager. So I would love to, should probably start doing that myself. Yeah, I feel, I feel. <laughs> Preach what I expect. I feel like the only time people, not the only time, this is a generalization, but most of the time when people contact a store it's to complain and so i feel like you know if, if i if i can have a chance to give somebody a little bit of brightness in their day and be like hey i had a really great time in your store thanks um e even that can go a long way because I, I can just imagine like being somebody who goes through a store's like email list of like contact us that might be a special kind of hell and i try to you know, be nice to everyone. But I have, I have definitely sent emails where I'm like, how dare you do this? I hate you and do better. Um, not in those terms, but pretty close. <laughs> I, uh, I actually, it probably brings much more awareness though. Also mm -hmm. from a, like, you know, just a, a trans rights, trans issue standpoint, like if you're a willing to share that about yourself and I mean, something that I probably should work on is just I, I'm visible enough. I feel like I'm able to be visible. I'm one of those people I should be able to stand up and say, hey, this isn't right that mm -hmm. um, that you guys don't treat people correctly. Or when they do say, hey, you guys, this is amazing. You are doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. And I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, and make it so that they recognize, hopefully, other people then also then can feel like they're welcome there. Yeah. I feel like that's part mentioned my instagram on uh, at the start of the show i try to i try to just be like i'm living my life and like there, i mean i will be honest the reason that i started my instagram was kind of as a open diary for my transition because it helped me get my thoughts out it helped me like work through some things and i happened to meet just like a fantastic group of people along the way and some of the people i've made friends with in the last two years on instagram i would do pretty much anything for and like they are my you know my rider dies and i you know i found some very special people on online but very quickly i realized it's like well i want to tell my story but i also want it to be like being trans is just part of what my story is and even though it's what sort of gave me gave me the words to put myself out there it was also like hey also I enjoy cooking and so I did you know I started my Instagram cooking show that is on a summer hiatus but it's coming back in the fall and you know I also love hiking and, and going for walks and I took up running and I love to podcast now because I'm a podcaster as well and like all these things that sort of came out of my transition and came out of just sort of sharing myself 
felt really natural. And I think that, you know, before when I was in the closet, so much of my brain was just like devoted to keeping down those thoughts, keeping down those trans thoughts. Like, don't think about it. Repress this, bury this. This will ruin your life. Don't, don't ever, don't come out. And like so much of my brain was being used to hold those back that by the time I came out and I wasn't like spending so much energy keeping that door shut, my brain was just like, Oh, I've got, I've got ideas and I want to do things and I want to talk to people. And that just, that just, it felt like without sounding as cheesy as possible. Well, I'll sound as cheesy as possible. Why not? Once my egg cracked, I really like stretched out and there was a lot more room to do stuff. (laughs) I live in metaphors. I don't know why I fight it. I I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, I love that. And it's, it, um, I actually, uh, on a previous episode, uh, Jen Giggles is on, and we talk. A, we spend almost the entire episode talking about Marvel comics uh, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, oh, and it's we happen to be trans is one of her like her podcasts. I'm familiar. And, like, yeah. What a great, um, you know, a great thing. Yeah, and um, you know, so much of the the idea of being trans isn't necessarily all of who we are. It's just a part of who we are, uh, mm-hmm. and it's such a great. Uh, great thing to remind everybody that like it feels especially at the beginning of transition like trans is like the most important thing in your life at the moment Mm -hmm. Um, but the longer it goes the more it's all of a sudden you get to kind of focus on the things you want to do and I have a similar experience where all of a sudden like after coming out my whole life changed and things were like ideas and possibilities were all of a sudden endless uh, and it was no longer like I'm just focused on getting through the day mm-hmm. and I was more focused on what am I do next week? I want to get to next week. How do I get to that? Yeah. Um, you know, that next step and what I'm doing next week is really important. I want to, uh, whether it be the starting a podcast or, um, getting back into the off-road racing world or, um, photography, cause I've really gotten into photography again. Um, so the things that like, really mean the most to me are now being able to take center stage and that's an awesome feeling mm-hmm. it's so good it's so fun and i just i don't know yeah you're right like coming out opened up so much more room in my heart and in my mind to have other experiences that like never mind transitioning which with its own experiences of starting hrt and you know having uh you know the whole coming out process and relationships and friendships and all those things it's just like now i'm also like interested in learning about new things um and i think the one that is the most surprising is horror movies which is what my um you know my my podcast that i do is all about is all about horror movies and you know it the, the show is called nothing to fear because we are watching the horror movies and seeing that they're not as scary as we thought they were. And like, for me, that name has a deeper meaning because the scariest thing I ever did was admitting I was trans coming out and transitioning. And after I did the scariest thing I could think of, there's no way a movie could hold a candle to that. So now I'm just like, what do you got movies? Like you, you, Oh, you're a scary movie about a a slasher. Okay. Nice. I came out. You know, like, so I think that's, that, for me, that. that that makes me, you know, more excited to 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 talk about that. And I'm, I'm really liking horror movies now. Like, I never thought I'd be a person who's like, I can't wait to watch a scary movie. Like, bring it on. 
That is awesome. I love the the double meaning. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's true though. You really, I mean, if you think about coming out and just living, which it's it's bad that that's the case, but living your true self and living authentically is definitely one of the scariest things any of us do. Um, just being willing to go out in public and be yourself, mm-hmm. um, knowing how dangerous and how much uh, can go wrong. It's a great, uh, great kind of premise to think about. Like, if you can do this, you can literally do anything. Uh, and you really have nothing to fear. You can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, do you like horror movies at all? I uh no not really i've just never been like a huge like (laughs) and and maybe it's because i haven't really watched them since i started coming out but prior to transition and hrt specifically like emotions in general were just like so subdued for me that oh sure uh like any horror movie or or even like comedies like i just didn't really appreciate them like i would sit there and watch them and i'd be sitting watching with friends and they'd all be laughing or jumping or whatever and i would just be like so dead that like it was like i was sleeping during them or something uh and i haven't really had a need to watch them since so i don't know i would it would be interesting i was just talking about that with someone uh the other day though uh she was talking about uh watching i don't remember what exactly it was um but she brought up the tv series criminal minds and I do know that I okay. don't appreciate that series because it feels so real uh, on a regular basis. Like, they do such a good <laughs> job of, like, keeping the, like, reality in check that, like, it literally scares me. Like, I, I don't oh. want to watch that kind of show because, and I love it. I think it's a great TV show. They did a really good job with it. But, like, the storylines are so real. Uh, and it, like... I was a criminology major when I was in college, so I totally understand, like, the thought process of the criminal mind, and I was also a sociology major, so, like, all of those things really intrigue me, which is why the TV show is so intriguing, but it also is just so real that it scares me. (laughs) I can't do it at night. Like, if I try to go to sleep after watching that show, (laughs) I literally can't. Oh, really? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I used to be like that. I remember... Not so much with Criminal Minds, although I did. I have seen a couple seasons of that show, and I remember enjoying it. But I rem- like specifically for horror movies, it would be something that would scare me so much, and I would dwell on it, and I would think about it, and then it would keep me up at night. And now, like nowadays, I'm just like, oh, this is a movie. If I think about this at all, there is a craft services table like ten feet away from everybody at any point in time, and there's a camera and a director and someone having a fit in their trailer and that like takes takes a lot of the sting out of the the scary things that are happening on the screen but that's interesting what you said about emotions yeah heightened after hrt because i found that i got the i got the crying down pat like i was always a big crier growing up you know people used to always (laughs) people used to always give me shit can i swear if not i'll take another take swearing okay yes that's fine all right. That's fine. Uh, you know, I used to always... I, I'm good with it. <laughs> I used to always get in trouble for swearing or uh, for crying. You know, it was like, boys don't cry. Like, be a man. Man up. You shouldn't cry. Like, cowboy up. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I sort of locked those away. And then, like, I would cry when I got stressed or angry. 
and that always made me feel bad. And so then like once I started HRT and like I, my emotions crept back in, I was crying at all sorts of things. Like I've cried at TV commercials for goodness sake. And (laughs) it's just like, Oh my God, that's so beautiful. (laughs) And it's just, it's wild that, 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 that has turned on. Like I've had, I've had my emotions, I think dialed up to 11 out of 10 and it means that I laugh really easily, but also I can like hit the the sads also, you know, hard. Yeah, I had the exact same um, idea, and I I think I even I talked about it I think in a previous episode about the like my I always explain it like from an emotional standpoint my emotional spectrum pre-HRT was like a 1950s black and white TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my emotional spectrum post-HRT is like a HD 1080p 4K TV. Uh, and like the difference between those two. And it's it's amazing to think about like that type of emotional spectrum. And so like I can only imagine if I actually watched a horror movie how I would actually re- like respond at this point. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't hate it. It just would definitely, uh, I would have a different response than I've had in the past. Fair enough. I do think, though, that my uh, my response to Criminal Minds in general is more just because, like, I hear the, there's a craft table right around the corner, but the, like, the stories themselves within <coughs> that show are just so realistic uh, that, like, that oftentimes is very easy to forget that like there's a craft table in that story but that doesn't mean that there's not somebody right around the corner doing the exact same thing in real life uh whereas like most i feel like most horror movies it's a lot easier to kind of keep that reality in check uh it's a lot easier to remember like this is just a movie yeah it's just a movie maybe that's just me though (laughs) i don't know maybe Maybe. <laughs> Have there been other genres of movie that you've watched post HRT that you're like, oh, I like these now where I didn't before? I guess I'm asking the questions now. Well, comedies are definitely something. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, comedies are definitely something that for me personally, that uh, all of a sudden, like, I really enjoy watching comedies. Um, still like, I hate Will Ferrell. I, I'm going to say it. I'm probably going to lose a ton of subscribers and followers because I'm going to say that. This call I just think over. that Will Ferrell tries way too hard to be funny. <laughs> um, SNL, hilarious. Yeah. Celebrity Jeopardy, best thing he ever did. Uh, but most of his movies, I just, I don't appreciate them. Okay. Uh, but in general though, comedies, I have found like, I actually laugh and I laugh way harder than I've ever laughed at different things. Oh. Uh, and I can think about that, like before, what I would, how I would laugh, and what I would laugh at was just next to nothing. Uh, what about you? Do you have any aside from? I mean, horror movies obviously is uh, a big part of it, but horror movies. Anything else? I, I've noticed. I've always been a huge fan of animated movies. Like I love Disney Pixar movies. Some of the DreamWorks stuff I haven't really got into, but I am usually a big fan of of animation, and I think they do a really great job and the stories are exciting and interesting and i i have felt those movies a lot more like there's always the joke about pixar movies where it's like this movie will make you cry it's a pixar movie here you go and i you know i always like i I could tell there's emotion in these movies i was like yes i am looking at this movie this movie has emotion in it 
that is interesting. Okay, moving on. And that's like, that's how clinical I would be. And then, uh, you know, to the point where when people would share stories about like the, for example, the opening to up about how that is, you know, a complete heart wrenching um, opening. Uh, no spoilers, I guess, just in case people haven't seen it. But I, you know, I would always be like, yeah, I know. I also cried in that movie. Lie. And then I watched it recently being on HRT and it was just like, oh, my God, their love was sobbing. And just like sobbing openly at these movies. And it's just like I just I feel things <laughs> more deeply now. I I while I have not seen up, I've seen the beginning uh, scene a few times in different things um, not related to watching the movie, actually. Ah. Um, I totally get that. I pre HRT, I would have done the same thing like, oh, yeah, I totally cried during that. Not at all. <laughs> And then now HRT, all of a sudden, like, oh, my, that is, like, a legitimate thing that I would cry to and have cried to, even though I haven't seen the movie. It's probably why I haven't seen the movie, because of that beginning opening scene, and I've seen it throughout the, seen it in other areas, and just like, I have no need to put myself through that. (laughs) Um, There's actually a movie, uh, it's called Soldier's Girl, Um, and when I first started transitioning, a friend of mine recommended it to me. It is a true story. Um, and it is about a transgender woman who is dating a man in the military. Okay. And it, it takes place in the, um, in the late nineties, right around the time the U S military was really kind of ramping up the don't ask, don't tell stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, which in itself is its own problem. Uh, but, uh, the, at the end, the end is extremely sad. Um, and you can imagine how the, the direction the movie goes. Uh, it's not a great ending. It's, again, based on a true story. The um, person who the story is based on um, has refused to talk about it publicly um, most of her life. Um, oh, wow. You can look it up. Soldier's Girl. It's a really great movie. It's um, a great kind of, if you think about like the struggles of transgender women and kind of the stigma around us um i think that it's a great way to kind of uh approach that subject Mm. um but it's also just a really true story and sad and i the first time i watched it was about a month before i started hrt okay and i've watched it a few times since hrt and like the end I was certainly upset about, but I didn't cry. And now every time I watch it, I start crying um, at the end. And so um, it's a really, like, like that thought process, even that like, there's a specific story, a specific instance that uh, I, I saw and heard and um, before HRT and then after HRT. And um, I was able to connect to it beforehand. There's several moments in it that you just are like, wow, I can't, like this is almost an attack on who I am. Like you feel like, um, like you're in the movie that it's all about you. Oh wow. Uh, and so I, it's a really good movie. I think they did a good job from a, a film standpoint of kind of keeping the story important and what happened important. Um, but I, I mean, you can Wikipedia, it. you'll, you'll see all of the information about it. Okay. Anyone that's listening that wants to check it out. I highly recommend it as a movie to watch. Um, for anybody that wants to kind of know what it's like to be transgender and that uh, keep in mind it's in the 90s so mm. a lot a lot has changed 
uh, in the world since then. And obviously, Don't Ask, Don't Tell is no longer even a thing. And now, uh, in the U.S., at least, transgender people are again allowed to um, be out in the military and not have any issues. Um, And so, like, certainly things have changed, but it's also, like, really eye-opening from a, a perspective of being that transgender person or even being um, someone dating a transgender person and kind of their perspective as well. So Soldier's Girl. Very interesting movie, mm, okay. but very sad at the end, so be prepared to cry. Oh, yes, yeah, Soldier's Girl okay. is what it's called. I'll go in um, well-armed. Again, based on a true story. So, <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah. Definitely not a horror movie, so I don't know if you'll be reviewing it on your <laughs> on your podcast. Probably not. Good. I think it's a, I think it's a great movie, and... Like I said, a friend recommended it to me. I'm really glad she did. Uh, I've had several opportunities to watch it since then, and definitely worthwhile. Awesome. Wow. There you go. Uh, Soldier's Girl. I should check it out. I may not because I've, I don't know. I watch I watch movies <laughs> a, a, a lot, and uh, you know what? I'll put it on my list. You know what? I'm, I'll, I'll put it on my list. It's going to happen. Maybe. Possibly. I'll be honest. I had a... I've had a really tough time finding it. Uh, the only way I was able to find it was I had a friend download it off the internet. So mm. I don't know where to get it at. Otherwise, I can't. So I can't recommend anybody. Any streaming uh, platform. To, or anywhere to anyone to get it. Yep. Mm. Uh, it's kind of a, I don't think it's like, it's not a mainstream movie. But again, the, they did a really good job with it um, and, and got the true story out. It's not like they didn't take a lot of uh, liberties oh, with okay. it. Which is always nice. I wonder if you can download it or rent it off of YouTube. I've done we've done that a few times for the show where it's just like we can't find this movie streaming anywhere. Up, two ninety nine on YouTube. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I you know I might have seen it on like Amazon or uh, one of those other places that you can like rent. Right. Like Google Google Play might have it as well. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't really looked. We haven't looked. Other streaming while, platforms at least. I haven't are looked, available. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, possibly. All right. Well, Billy, do you have any uh, final final thoughts or piece of advice for the listeners? Uh, listeners, you're doing great. Whether you are trans or you're learning how to be a good trans ally or just a general ally in the LGBT community, I think it's important work that needs to be done, and a lot of people are doing a great job. And everyone just be willing to keep going forward i know a lot of people are like a lot of people in my orbit when i came out were like i don't know where to start i don't know what questions to ask i don't know how to like have these conversations and that is that is okay if you're going slowly as long as you're going forward i think that is very very important as an ally like progress is slow progress is not always linear you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna mess it up and just just say sorry and move on and don't dwell on it and do better next time. That's, that's to allies to trans people who are listening. There's not one way to be trans. If somebody is telling you that there's only one way to be trans, then they are straight up lying to you. Um, there's as many different ways to transition as there are trans people and your way is beautiful and magical and worth celebrating. So I don't know. I, I, I didn't really share too much about my story. I think it's kind of, ho-hum in 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 its way i just like i thought a long time uh, am i trans i ignored the fact that i was trans for a lot of years and then eventually i just couldn't ignore it anymore and i've 
I've experienced nothing but good things on the other side of it. All of my deepest fears that I was worried about, they never really materialized. I've absolutely had heartbreak and setbacks and lost people in my life because of transitioning. But what I've gained on the other side is so much more valuable and so much more worth it and so much more lovely and fulfilling than I ever thought was possible. So just go do it if you're thinking about it. I like that. Just go do it. Just go do it. Uh, I think the, the big thing that that I um, would like to just add to that is we all have very unique stories. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, everybody's transition and everybody is trans in their own way uh, is 100% accurate. Um, and while I have all of these different guests on the podcast sharing their stories, um, I promise everybody's going to be able to connect in some way to each one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so while you are unique, they're all always um, in some way intertwined with each other, uh, which I think is also really cool. Yeah, and don't and don't worry that you're transitioning different than somebody else. There are some parts that you will model off of other people, and that'll fit your style, and that'll fit your journey and there will be some parts where you deviate wildly and i think that's great a lot of times i remember early on i was like but this person started hormones at this time and i'm not doing it at that time am i doing it wrong no i'm not i was just doing it my way oh so true and listen to as many stories as you can because they're all gonna give you something uh and you don't have to copy like if you only hear one you're gonna only want to copy one exactly uh listen to as many as you can see as many as you can there's thousands of them on Instagram. You can find them all. So many people. Uh, yeah. This podcast is going to share a few of those. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Um, well, thank you, Billy. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate you coming on. All right. I'm going to do my plugs now. You said I could wait. Did you want to do some plugs real quick? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, go ahead. Yes, my podcast is called Nothing to Fear. It's a weekly horror movie podcast. I host that with my two good friends, Alex and Luke, and it is a great fun time. Even if you don't like horror movies, I think the chats are good and the conversations are fun, and it is so much fun to make. I also have a presence on Instagram. I am at Billy by Design. That's my handle. Um, I before E when spelling Billy and there are underscores between the words and I post about my journey on there. I'm taking a little bit of a break from Instagram depending on when this comes out at the time of recording. I'm not on there so much, but I also do a cooking show called Quarantine Kitchen, which I started in the depths of the, you know, the lockdown, the pandemic, and you can find out the information for that on my Instagram as well. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Billy. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe to hear more amazing stories. And to share your own story, you can always reach me on Instagram at trans underscore connections underscore podcast or email me at transconnectionspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Trans Connections.